Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in uh, day three of our review and reading of Acts. So let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Father God, creator of all, supplier of the Holy Spirit and all our needs, I just lift you up and I pray that today and at this time that you would guide us, that you would speak to us, and that our hearts and our minds would be completely filled with you, that you would be the one that we focus on and that it would be your glory and your ideas and your wisdom that we hear. I just pray that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be open to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today I think I'm going to do a little uh, something a little different. And I'm going to read some of Spurgeon and also Tozer before we read the scripture. Just to kind of set the, set the tone in the, in the scene. So we'll start off with, with Tozer. And he's focused on verse 8 in chapter 3. Which reads, He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. This is the be- a beggar that, that they saw and that they healed on the way. One cause of the decline in the quality of religious experience among Christians these days is the neglect of the doctrine of the inner, inward witness, stamping our feet to start the circulation and blowing on our hands to limber them up. We have emerged shivering from the long period of the theological deep freeze. But the influence of the frosty years is still felt among us to such an extent that the words witness, experience, and feeling are cautiously avoided by the rank and file of evangelical teachers. So what he's referring to, I believe, based upon my limited reading, is the theological deep freeze where it was more the Roman Catholic Church and other churches that basically the priests knew the Bible, the population didn't, the priest told the people what the, what the Bible said and what, how to think and how to understand God instead of people actually really having a true relationship with the Lord God, the creator of all. And so during um, Tozer's time, people were really coming out. There was a lot of evangelical preaching and there was a lot of focus on the relationship with God versus just a doctrinal do this, do that. In spite of the undeniable war- lukewarmness of most of us, we still fear that unless we keep a careful check on ourselves, we shall surely lose our dignity and become howling fan- fanatics by this time next week. We set a watch upon our emotions day and night, lest we become our over-spiritual and bring repro- reproach among the cause upon the cause of Christ. I mean, how many times have you been concerned? Oh, man, I hope I don't say something weird. I hope I don't behave weird. I hope I'm not an idiot. I don't want to be one of those Jesus freaks. So that's where a lot of people are. They don't want to go and be embarrassing. Which all, so in regards to this, so go back to that. They don't want to become howling fanatics by this time next week. We set a watch upon our emotions day and night, lest we become over-spiritual and bring reproach upon the cause of Christ. Which all, if I may say so, is for most of us about as senseless as throwing a cordon of police around a cemetery to prevent the, a wild political demonstration by the inhabitants. And I love that last part, especially in today's, in today's uh, circumstance. So anyway, so that's, uh, that, was, that was Tozer. Spurgeon 
on the other hand, this this guy had like just so many t- writings and and teachings. But one of the things that the very first one I read, I thought was really cool. And it, it goes like this. Um, oh, darn it. I grabbed the wrong one. Bear with me. I'm sorry. Okay, so here it goes. You remember, dear friends, how Peter denied his Lord in the time of his trial? That was only a few weeks ago, right? Now notice what a change was worked in him after the Holy Spirit has fallen upon him on the day of Pentecost. We have often read the story of the man healed at the beautiful gate of the temple. But we're going to let's read and see what follows. And we'll do that because now we're going to get into the reading. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the, great, the temple, great, temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate, called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. That's amazing that that Peter went from denying Jesus in his hour of need to the only thing he had. He didn't have silver. He didn't have gold. But he had the power of God. Remember, we've talked about the prodigal son, right? The son who stayed had at his disposal all that the father had. It's amazing if we truly ever understood what we really have available to us. Verse 11. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified your servant Jesus, or his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he decided to let him go. So again, Peter's like, in these people's face, he is tough. He's like, hey, um, y'all, you killed an innocent man. You killed the Son of God. You killed God. You, You abandoned God. And watch what happens. You disowned him, the holy and righteous one, and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witness of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying, 
that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may be, be and may he, he may send the Messiah, who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven was received has re- heaven must receive him until the times comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. That's a pretty powerful message from a guy who was a month ago cowering, hiding, and denying Jesus. It's amazing what happens when the Holy Spirit becomes upon someone. The power, the confidence, and the strength. So with that, I'm just going to end us with a quick word of prayer. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word and thank you for teaching us. Thank you for forgiving us our sins and thank you for your Holy Spirit. I pray that we would daily grow stronger, hourly we'd grow stronger, minute by minute we would grow stronger in you. That we would understand that your Holy Spirit could be released in us to bring you honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.